0: Ah, Welcome to another week of the show. I am so happy that you press play on this week's episode. We have an action-packed episode for you guys. This is going to be an all-time keeper. I'm just saying it right off the jump. It's going to be packed with so much motivation, inspiration, and a good feel-good story that you're going to be able to wrap your arms around and perhaps make some application for yourself or share it with someone that you know that can use the motivation from someone else's story. So in this week's podcast, we will discuss doing something uncomfortable daily in order to see growth. It will never be comfortable curling 50 or 100 pounds in one arm, but you'll be happy to learn that you don't ever have to do that. But at the same time, you will never see your biceps grow. Now, The reason why I gave you that analogy is that no one has to go out and curl 100 pounds in one arm or anything like that. But there are so many times that you look at the obstacle as being so big and so enormous that you don't take any action at all. And so a person's biceps can start to grow just by starting off by picking up 15 pounds. If all you can pick up is 10, start there. That might be uncomfortable for some. You know, guys out there, you know, you might be out there curling those 45s, those 50 pounders like it ain't nothing now, but you didn't start out that way. Right. And so one of the questions that I have for you is what's making you uncomfortable right now that you need to start doing? Maybe it's starting your health journey, opening up that business. Or you're in business, but you're stagnant. You're not doing the things that makes you uncomfortable, and that's why you're not taking it to the next level. The reason why you don't want to do something is the exact reason why you should. And we found the perfect person to talk about this same topic. Her name is Laura Antonelli. Laura is a high school teacher from Atlanta and has had her share of challenges. But it wasn't until she came across a quote in a book that she was reading that caused her to begin to take charge of her world by doing the uncomfortable. So we're going to we're going to dive into this high school teacher's life. We're going to dive into her journey, ask her some questions, find out about her and let's see what we can pull away from it. But before we do, let's go into the week that was. Guys, how was your week? Were some of the things that we may have talked about in our previous podcast helped enhance your life at all, we would like to hear some of your successes. So feel free to connect with me, Tedrese Parker, on Facebook. Uh, Leave the spelling in the show notes. You can private message me. I love to just talk to people all the time. You can even submit questions or comments to coachtedrese at gmail.com. Also on our website, runtothebestyou.com, best you.com, you can actually read the blog that's associated with this podcast. We add pictures of our guest, and you can get to see um, what Laura actually looks like, her before and after photos, and stuff like that. And why don't you leave a question or comment there as well? Any any platform in which you'd like to communicate? Let's let's just have that conversation. That'd be awesome. If you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found and saving someone's life with the stories that we bring on such as today. Um, We had our last review came from a gentleman named Steve and he says that he was very inspired by the Wonder Woman story. He says, wow, thank you for bringing on great stories. So, Steve, thank you for taking the time to go in and write a review. We really appreciate that. If you guys are listening to the show and would like to make a contribution to our show, head over to the show notes and you can help our show continue by contributing as little as a dollar. If your heart moves you to do more, there's different links on there and different tiers in which you can contribute to the show and, and help us continue to fight the fight of obesity in the families in today's society. And if you would like to create your own story, be a part of our story, create your own story, you need some help, you can be added to our online accountability group where you will get access to our weekly health connection calls with coach and friends. We do a weekly Zoom where we talk about intermittent fasting, people ask questions on running, and we just are there to support each other as we continue to run to the best you or eat to the best you. You know, this is, I used to be a health coach at a, a weight loss center. So we used to have weekly weight loss challenges. And my favorite part of the, the the class was coming in and providing that motivation to help them with the mental game of weight loss and health. So um, I've been inspired to do a weekly, every Wednesday we do a health connection call. Um, and you can plug in ask questions as i talked about get the nutritional support meet others with the same goals we also do monthly challenges and you can win uh different prizes and you can join our online accountability group for only 35 dollars a month you can cancel at any time so if you need some direction heading towards that goal race of yours and you need that extra focus you may run with your group already but you want some extra coaching and some focus Join the uh, accountability group for only $35. At this time, we'd like to thank our new sponsor, the Strides app. Track all your goals and habits in one flexible app. With Strides, you can track anything, good or bad habits and smart goals, with reminders to hold you accountable and charts to keep you motivated. Recommended in the New York Times, Strides have been called the most comprehensive, user-friendly, beautifully designed goal tracking app available. Imagine having all your uh, most important habits, routines, and goals together in one simple to-do list, and now you can. You could track four different types of goals. You can you could do a, a good or bad habit streak calendar. You, could, you can do a uh, target goal by a specific date. You can have a rolling average goal, or last but not least, you can complete a project on time by creating milestones and then you could track it every single day. You could set reminders to go off so that it reminds you to whether you did it or not. Sometimes those reminders come in handy because uh, you may have slipped and not did it. The goal that you set for yourself and then the reminder will come on at a specific time that you set. Maybe it's 7 p.m. after the kids are done their homework and now you're kind of getting ready to out of habit, you might pick up the remote control, go to turn on TV, but then your reminder will come in and tell you that you need to study for thirty minutes. Oh, that's right. I set a habit of uh, I want I wanted to create a new habit to be successful. I need to study every day for an half hour, right? So the Strides app will really help you do that. Right now, guys, I'm I'm uh, checking off the days of my whole thirty journey. My keeping it real, I like to call it keeping it real. So as I'm heading into October, I got some half marathons coming up. I want to perform at my best. I'm continuing to work on my my one mile time and every single sub seven minute mile that I ever achieved, it was during a month when I was going no sugar, no grains, no soy, no alcohol. And I got the fastest times. And when I'm not doing that, eating that way, sometimes, uh, practicing food freedom a little bit too much. The, uh, the scale starts to creep back up slowly and the time of my miles begin to creep back up. So I'm using the strides app right now as I speak to track these goals and help me stay focused. All right. So guys, go to your uh, app stores and download the strides app today. Hit your running stride with the strides app today. The week that was for us, Nothing special. Just working on those heart rate monitor trainings for our half marathon in October. We can actually use what we've been practicing on for the September twenty sixth uh, Bungalow Five Miler, which is a virtual race now. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to talk my group into going to Atlantic City and running the boardwalk as it was designed. Um, so we're gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. Ask me, you know, if you're interested in learning this form of training, this uh, heart rate monitor training, as I had talked about, ask questions away and I will answer them in a future episode. Or as we're talking through email or Facebook, I can answer any questions that you may have on training with your heart rate monitor. We were able to make our donation to the foundation um, that our 5k race supports. Um, so I met with the Director, the owner of the South Jersey Field of Dreams last Saturday, and uh, they really appreciate our donation. The field still has expenses, although the season has been canceled due to COVID. Um, Just for first time listeners, we do a 5K event to help raise money for the South Jersey Field of Dreams, an organization that helps disabled children play baseball and adults play baseball on a nice cushioned field. Uh, the park is absolutely amazing. They actually have um, miniature golf there as well. They have uh, uh, a big playground and they actually installed a four man seesaw and that one piece of equipment alone, even throughout all this, they still are expanding the park to uh, for for any disabled members to come over and come over there and play. That one piece of equipment cost $15,000. So a a parent, uh, you know, one of the parents, their daughter died, and uh, they got together and raised the money with the organization's help. They raised $15,000 to put that four-man seesaw in. So it was nice to be able to get with Mr. Barry Hackett and, uh, you know, give him our portion of our donation. So um, we're still looking to continuing to look for ways to help them out. We still have some shirts and medals left over. So we decided to do another virtual 5K for beginners to continue to help that organization. The event will be held on November 21st. So um, sign up today and you'll get a medal and a nice comfortable shirt while supplies last. And um, those that may have participated in the September 5th race, you know, Obviously, this is uh, is a different race for the beginners. So if you had signed up for September 5th, you already have that particular shirt and medal. But we have a lot of listeners and experienced runners out there that did not sign up for September 5th. Go ahead and sign up for this, guys, because it's going towards a good cause. And we still got shirts and medals. And we want to uh, get those out to anyone that signs up. We actually do a Facebook Live event the day of November 21st um, at 3 p.m., and we will give a, do some giveaways for everyone that signed up to their race. So that's this segment. Thank you for checking it out. Stay tuned. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to introduce you to our special guest, Laura. Hey guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about Thrive Market. It's an online service that will deliver straight to your door nutrition based on your dietary needs. So if you are keto, they have keto type snacks. If you like Whole30, they have Whole30 approved salad dressings and ketchups and things of that nature. Being that I try to keep my nutrition real, if I go to the supermarket and look for a salad dressing, it's going to have all sorts of ingredients that I can't pronounce as well as sugar, high fructose corn syrup, soy, as the main ingredients. You can avoid that by making a salad dressing yourself. However, that can get a little boring. But Primal Kitchen, which is one of Thrive Market's foods, they have some of the most amazing delicious salad dressings made with organic avocado oils and nice natural herbs and spices into these salad dressings. You can get Thousand Island salad dressing. What I love is the ketchup. The ketchup is so delicious, I actually take it out to restaurants with me because it doesn't have all that stuff that I mentioned, like the high fructose corn syrup and things like that. So if you're ready to take your health to the next level and you want good, wholesome snacks and dressings for your foods, order from Thrive. In the description, I will leave a link to Thrive and you'll get $25 off your first purchase. Uh, Welcome back to the show. As promised, I have our special guest, Laura Antonelli on. How are you this evening, Laura?
1: I am wonderful. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, I'm very, very excited to have you on. Laura, I reached out to you because I saw a transformation picture that you posted about your running and lifestyle changes. I promise you right now, you know, I see transformation photos all the time, but I do not just go private message people and and ask them to be on the show. Something more must draw them to me. And I believe I, you know, I've read that post that you did and saw your picture and just thought, you know, wow, this is, this is amazing. This is someone I would like to actually talk to. And not only did I message you, but you messaged me back. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. why, why did you message me back? Why did, uh, you know, you take my message seriously and not just think I was some weirdo?
1: Well, first, thank you for messaging me because sometimes I still can't believe my transformation is real. Um And my end game is to spread the word about health and wellness and help people any way I can. So when you reached out to me, you know, I did a little bit of my research on my own and uh, saw your credentials um, and was really impressed with you. And, you know, we vibed and we talked and we think along the same lines. And so I thought, you know, why not give it a go?
0: That's, that's awesome. And, you know we're going to get into our theme about doing things uncomfortable you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh you know that could be uncomfortable to just talk to a message a stranger for example and ask them this this that type of question you know um and so I'm glad that you were able to do your research and uh thank you for that I'm I'm glad my uh credentials speaks for themselves <laughs> basically <laughs> um, absolutely
1: you've got to step out of your comfort zone right
0: yeah and so we're going to get we're going to dive right into that. Basically, uh, after talking with you, I found w- one of the things that I need to know from a person that I plan on breaking on is what moves that person, like what drives them? Do you have I'm big on motivation quotes and things like that. You know, I, I listen to different personal development. I got my spiritual stuff that I listen to as well. And I'm, I'm driven by the things that I that I take in. Right. And so I want to find out when I bring a guest on, what what can our theme be? You know, and after talking to you, I found out that you had some interesting quotes that you really loved. And we decided to name this episode after one of them. And uh, that is do something uncomfortable every day. In other words, do something that sucks every day in order for you to grow. Why do you love that so much?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, first, I love that that's kind of a theme you picked. Um, I am a huge David Goggins follower, um, and he was one of the ones who kickstarted my journey uh, to help me change my lifestyle. And when I listened to his audiobook, that was just one of his many quotes that has always stuck in my head since day one. And he teaches uh, to do something uncomfortable, do something that sucks every day and do it until it doesn't suck and conquer it and then when you finally have conquered that and it doesn't suck anymore move on to something else you know and it's about challenging ourselves getting out of our comfort zone um another one of his my favorite quotes by him is to live in your discomfort zone if we live mm-hmm. in our comfort zone we'll we'll never grow we'll never improve right. so i do make a 100% effort to do something that makes me uncomfortable, something I don't like, something that sucks, something that'll make me better to do that every single day, no matter how big or how small.
0: You know, what's interesting about that too, as a runner, now that you're saying this Mm -hmm. is kind of planting the seeds into my mind. And so there's times, you know, take for example, my Sunday run. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I pushed a little bit. I wanted to be in that uncomfortable zone. There's sometimes you go out for a run and it's just like you know i I just want to get through this, I'm going to take it easy, <laughs> and it may suck right. just to, just for the, it may stink just for the simple fact that you really didn't even want to get out there in the first place, but then there's days when you're like you feel a little good, you feel like running, but there's a difference between being in your comfort zone and your uncomfort zone and kind of pushing yourself to the to, to the limit a little bit um why don't we take our listeners, let our listeners know, what is it that you do for a living?
1: I now I work as a high school teacher in a Metro Atlanta high school in Georgia.
0: Very nice. I'm, I, I tell the story sometimes. Now, I'm uh, from New Jersey. I live near the, uh, the beach. Um, I'm about 10, 15 minutes from the beach. I don't live on the beach, but uh, I live close enough to drive there for my long runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I run through the short town, unfortunately, uh, there's times you wave at people and they don't even talk to you back. <laughs> right. They don't, they, they kind of like, did he really just talk to me? I don't want to talk to him or, you know, they might think you're a creeper or something. I, I don't know what the problem is, <laughs> but I tell you, when I came to Atlanta, I I was at a convention in Atlanta. So I'm running down the sidewalk and this guy was so nice. Everyone's so nice in Atlanta as I'm running past. him, he's like, i said good morning to him he's like good morning kind sir how many miles are you running today and i'm like i'm really <laughs> supposed to answer that in the middle of a run i'm from new jersey we barely say hi like i had to stop and think right so as i'm as i'm running by him i'm running backwards trying to calculate in my head how many miles i was doing that day and you know what he did he turned around and he was running backwards too i'm like this is crazy that's so, it's so nice in atlanta
1: that's our southern hospitality
0: for you. <laughs> Yo, then I got another story for you. I went to hold the door open for some ladies, right? Um, I was going into a restaurant. They were just having the most sweetest conversation as they were slowly walking. Again, I'm from I'm from North, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> so up here we, we kind of do things a little fast, right? So down, you know, you're not Atlanta isn't too too it ain't it ain't I don't think it's as slow as South Carolina. I, I'll put it to <laughs> you that way. Well, I'm holding the door open, and these ladies are just having the sweetest conversation. I'm just standing there, just waiting, just waiting. And they're like, oh, sweetie, thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> By the time I got inside, the restaurant was closed. They said, sorry. Sir.
1: <laughs> you missed your meal. <laughs>
0: I missed my meal. The, the guy, uh, my friend that lives in Atlanta said, oh, you want to check this place out? The uh, the former vice president, go when he comes to Atlanta, he comes here because the food's so good. I, my mouth was watering. I was ready for that food. <laughs> Next but, uh, trip. Next trip to Atlanta. So, so how long how long have you been in this profession?
1: Uh, this is I just started my sixth year as a high school teacher and I teach law and justice. It's criminal justice related classes.
0: Wow. That's that's mm-hmm. awesome. In high school. That's cool. Yeah.
1: You know, they didn't have that when I was in high school. <laughs> I
0: sure did. not I sure didn't have that. Nowhere near that. No. So what, what moved you to get into this field?
1: Well, I was in law enforcement for over 13 years from 02 to 2015. I was a patrolman and, um, you know, various reasons, you know, sometimes you just get burnout. Sometimes it, your career is going in a direction that you didn't really plan for, you know, and sometimes life just happens, you know, yeah. and you need to change. Right. And, you know, they say the best time to look for a job is when you currently have one. And it was just kind of like the stars aligned for me. And an old friend of mine who retired from the sheriff's office that I worked at and became a teacher himself called me and he said, Hey, this school has an opening for a law teacher. And, you know, I think it would be perfect for you. So I thought, Well, this is a long shot, you know, but I'm going to give it a go because I always wanted to teach as a second career. And so I went in for the interview and really hit it off uh, with my administrator. And luckily, Um, I was blessed and I got offered the job and, you know, it's been a wonderful six years, you know, so far. I just started my sixth year. And so I feel really blessed that I can bring my practical applications of being in the field, you know, and combine that with my education because my bachelor's degree is in forensic behavioral sciences. And then I got my teaching certification and then I went on and got my master's in criminal justice and now I'm working on my specialist degree in teaching. So I think combining all of the real world experience with that education, I'm hoping that I can bring the absolute best to my students.
0: Wow, that is absolutely amazing. I, if i was uh, if I was in your class, I'd be asking you all what <laughs> what happened in the field. I would want to know all the juicy details but and um, that's
1: and that's why I love it, and I think that's mm-hmm. why the kids love it too because they get to hear those stories, you know those war stories, so to speak, that everybody like, wants to ask about
0: like do you bring your holster in the class, like kind of like pull up your pant leg and you still got the holster down there? You know, I do,
1: I do have my holster. So when we teach that block of instruction, I do show my (laughs) holster.
0: See that? So, so listen, listen, uh, Laura, we we about to go into the start of your journey, but before I go into that with you, I kind of want to you know, tell you a little bit about me besides uh any background check that you did on me since you were in law enforcement and all, you know what I mean? But um but no um I uh didn't realize that I allowed myself to get up to two hundred and seventeen pounds. Uh, I was, I'm five foot seven, so I'm not really a tall guy at all and uh i ruptured my patella tendon playing basketball so uh anytime i share my story i'd like to say that uh life happens right because mm-hmm. when i was in high school i was like so in love with michael jordan i wanted to be a basketball player but i'm not six six, and i wasn't going to ever be six foot right but mm-hmm. i just wanted to be a basketball player and but growing up i used to have like uh a little asthma I felt like I was heavy even though I looked in, when I look at pictures I was skinny but I always felt like I had a little gut and, and so I I ran cross country to get ready for basketball I lived with some foster parents at the time, and they thought that uh, I was doing drugs because my face got skinny. I lost all this weight, but they never told me that there was a bus to take me from Pleasantville to uh, to the mall. So I was riding my bike, walking, running. It was no wonder that I I lost this weight. Back then, I could eat a sub and a whole bag of chips with a big old soda and not, not gain any weight because of all the activity I was doing. Mm-hmm. But then, as we say, life happens. I have kids. You know what I mean? At, during the time, you know, fast forward, um, anytime I would gain weight, I would go running to try to get it back off like I did in high school, whatever, but things wasn't always working out the same. Um, but, you know, fast forward to, you know, when I was 217 pounds, ruptured my patella tendon, took me a couple of years to get back into it. Um, I became a health coach in 2013 as, uh, I was trying to help my wife lose more weight after she had gastro bypass surgery. Uh, we, we got affiliated with a nutrition company. I'm no longer a part of the nutrition company anymore because uh, I really love what they helped me do to get started. But mm-hmm. in 2018, I started learning how you know people can eat real food and not rely on supplementation and things like that. In fact, mm-hmm. the supplementation was actually holding me back from taking it to the next level. But uh, in 2013, I started a Couch to 5K program and that's what it was called, Couch to 5K. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the year after we, you know, I I had four people that just really took to it. They loved it. And after I helped them run their first 5K, I kind of thought, what do they need me for after this? Where where do I go from here? But we showed up to the next, the next training and they were, it was hot and they were Mm -hmm. struggling. And I'm like oh, they still need me. So that kind of made me. So the program was built. It was called, then we we created Team Shirts and we came up with a name, Keep Calm and Run to the Best You. And then, um, you know, just like as of a year and a half ago, two years, we developed a website, com. So our whole purpose, you know, uh, now I'm, I'm able to maintain uh, like a 45, 50 pound weight loss. Um, I feel very, very energized, and able to teach any members that come in online or local members how to not just run their first race. It it could be your first 5k, it could be a 10k half marathon, whatever your goal is. We have programs to kind of help you get there with our easy system. And then uh, the most important thing is what we eat. So we kind of help them to, and we'll talk about that a little bit into your journey. I just wanted to kind of give the, you know, anyone, listening a little backstory about myself too, before I ask you about your journey. So why don't you let us know, take us to back when uh, the start of your journey, how were you feeling? Because I know when I was 217 pounds, I didn't realize how bad I was feeling until I started feeling good.
1: You know, first I want to say congratulations because anybody who transforms their life like that deserves a big pat on the back. So congratulations and thank you for what you're doing to help other people now.
0: Thank you. Um
1: When I first started running, um, that program, Couch to 5K, was actually recommended to me. So um, kudos to you for that. Um, You know, I will piggyback off of what you said. I was 307 pounds is my highest recorded weight. Um, And it's funny because at the time, I always knew I was big and I always knew I was unhealthy. But I think I had lived that way for so long that I just started to overlook it and I started to justify it. Uh, to myself and many might say that's denial. And sometimes I think I was certainly in denial. Um, I kept, always had an excuse. I said, you know, well, when I'm out of, when I've finished my teaching certificate, I'll, I'll get on when I graduate from and get my master's degree, I'll make changes. But it was always one Uh thing after another. And I know that added stress, you know, plays a part, you know, and cortisol and fat, and, and you know how all of that, you know, physiologically works, Um, in high school, I was an athlete. I was 155 pounds in high school. I was solid. I was an athlete. And then, you know, our, one of the things we keep going back to today is life happens. Uh And, um, I got really busy. I worked third shift, uh, night patrol as an officer for 13 years. And so I ate like garbage. I had a sedentary lifestyle of sitting in a patrol car, sitting at a computer, typing reports, and I would sleep during the day because I worked night shift and, you know, you blink. And 20 years have gone by, and I'm 307 pounds. Mm. Um, I felt horrible. I started getting diagnosed with autoimmune issues when I was about 18. Um, and, and, and
0: if you don't mind me asking, how mm-hmm. tall are you?
1: I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm a little short Italian lady at 307 pounds.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: that's a lot to carry on, the, you know, on anybody's frame, yet alone a 5'5 five five frame. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I kind of always masked it with, you know, I was the funny one, the humor kind of, if you laugh at yourself then others will laugh with you, but they're not laughing at you kind of thing. That was more of my justifications. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll immerse myself in my studies. I'll immerse myself in anything else except for being healthy, you know, and I was a very emotional eater. You know, I work all day, grab fast food on the way home, go to college. You know, I never made time for my health. Um, and you know, that's kind of where I was for many, many years until, you know, I realized that I needed to make a change. You know, I would have one diagnosis after another. It was psoriasis. When I was about 20 years old, 20, 21 years old, I was covered in psoriasis on 85% of my body. Wow. Um, I was in wraps, I was inflamed, it was horrible pain. Then I got diagnosed with psoriatic arthritis. Then I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. And it was just one inflammation autoimmune disorder after another. Um, I was in studies and on meds and on different treatments and nothing was working. (laughs) Little did I know if I just started moving and being cognizant about what I put in my body, that I could heal my body with foods and exercise. Right. I didn't know that at the time. That's No doctors ever told me that.
0: And, and, and the thing about it, the thing about it, too, is that when uh, you are that size, everything hurts. Yes. And so you don't want to move because it's going to hurt, right? Absolutely.
1: But
0: now, I'm going to transition to this. And I do want to clear something up. I am not the inventor or the creator of the Couch to 5K program. In fact, I didn't even use... I just use that term. That's what I called it. But it's not it's not my program. Um, When I was going through what I was going through as I was healing from the rupture, uh, I used to read Runners World magazine books. Mm -hmm. And uh, a family member said, I don't know why you read Runners World magazine. It's not like you run. (laughs) (laughs) Family will tell it
1: like it is. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, but, but I was inspired by the, Mm -hmm. the, the stories, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so ironic that I'm on the phone call that I'm on this podcast with you right now, because those are the stories that I was inspired by when I would read Runners World Magazine. Mm -hmm. Then I picked up a book called Run Less, Run Faster, and I followed that, that program in that particular book, and then, um you know, I, I said, I was at a meeting and then people said, you know, we run half marathons and we bring people with us. And I'm like, I can't run a half marathon. Now I've ran 15 half marathons. But at that time wow. I said, I can't run a half marathon, but I can I can teach people how to run a 5K based on the the book that I have read. And I started teaching them that. And since then we started adding our own philosophies into it. Mm-hmm. So um, now I'm, I'm going to transition to this real quick. My wake up call happened because I was just like my son was my youngest son. He's now 11. When I ruptured my patella tendon, he was only two weeks old. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, while she was pregnant, I, I must have been eating and playing. I just I just didn't realize that I, I got up to 217. And mm-hmm. so my wake up call was the rupture patella tendon. What was your wake up call? Like what what made you get up one day and say, I need to change this?
1: Well, my enough is enough. My wake-up call was in November, October, November, December of 2018. I got really sick. Mm -hmm. And as an unhealthy person, I was used to being sick. Um, And I was on meds that lowered my immune system because of my autoimmune issues. So I was kind of used to being sick. But I got bronchitis that led to pneumonia that would never go away. And I had been to the hospital or rather I had been to the doctor a few times and they kept giving me meds and inhalers and this and that and nothing was working. And I was at home one day and my parents hadn't heard from me in a few days and my father came over and saw how sick I was and I couldn't even breathe on the couch and he scooped me up, took me to the hospital. I bypassed the emergency room and I went straight, straight to getting admitted. And um, I was in there with double bacteria, pneumonia Um was in the hospital uh, a good week. Uh, was out of work seven or eight weeks, and I legitimately thought right then, either a, I'm going to die in this hospital, or if I survive and I don't change my ways, I'm going to die. It was it wasn't a question of if it was a question of when, and I knew that if I didn't make some changes, I was going to an early grave. That was my that was my wake up call, and I returned to work um, in mid January. And started my lifestyle change, what I like to call my journey, um, April 27th of
0: 2019. Oh, wow. You know, um, one of the things that sounds very familiar in your story, we had a, uh, we not had, we have an amazing uh, member in our program. Her name is Lisa Diaz, and we had her on the podcast. She's 52 years old, and she tells a story of, uh, she just became a grandmother back in June, Mm-hmm. Um, but she tells a story of having so bad rheumatoid arthritis that mm-hmm. it was so she was in so much pain one night that her 82 year old father had to carry her to the car to get her to the hospital. And mm-hmm. she vowed that night that if she can ever get herself back together, she would not um, like allow herself to get to that point again. She's going to start working out. She's going to start eating. Mm-hmm you know what I'm saying? So, so the very, very familiar, very similar, uh, situation
1: there. Oh, absolutely. With, with psoriatic arthritis, it's real similar to rheumatoid arthritis, you know, and the pain is ridiculous. I can relate to her pain and, you know, carrying 300 pounds on top of that pain, you know, uh, (laughs) that's no joke. She's
0: been, she's been with us since uh, March and she's down about 40 pounds and, uh, and I got some videos of when she day one, where she came. I got a, a small clip of her running down the track, mm-hmm. and then the, the and I we caught her going down the track in, in August, and to see the difference has been phenomenal.
1: Oh, I bet she's so proud, and I bet all her followers are just super happy for her, and even even more, I'm sure she feels amazing.
0: Oh, yeah, that she got a nickname now. The the crew's been calling her Glamma.
1: Glamma. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that nickname. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't think that you can appreciate how good you can feel until you felt so bad. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that makes me appreciate my health so much now because I wake up every day and I feel good at, I'm almost four, I'll be 40 in April and I've never in my 39 years felt so good. I feel better than I did, you know, as an 18 year old high school senior. Yeah. And I don't think I could appreciate that unless I've been down that, that horrible road, you know, of laziness and self-loathing and, and unhealthy lifestyle.
0: So, so you, you went to the hospital, Yes. felt like you were going to die if you didn't yep. change. Uh, yep. When, when did the quote, when did the book come into place? Uh, did you have someone mm-hmm. that helped you get back in, in on the road to uh, like, w- w- who, who gave you direction in order to get you back to uh, starting to take your health serious?
1: You know, I have, I'm super fortunate to have a very supportive mother and father who I'm really close to. And my dad had always told me, Laura, I know you can do this. I know you can do it. He's always been my number one supporter and my mother too. I, I'm very blessed. And they always told me they knew that I could do it. They said, just get out of grad school, get some things off of your plate and start. And, you know, I have thought um You know, a couple months had went by when I got out of the hospital and I was trying to formulate a plan of what was I going to do. And uh, my best friend, she helped me through a lot of this because I'm a firm believer that you have to have a support system. And I know you are too, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, my best friend and my parents supported me through all of it. And um, I needed to plan. Well, my plan was to go and have um, bariatric surgery. Um, And I took that step and I was super happy about taking that first step to go see a doctor. And the doctor explained to me that we can do this surgery and you're a good candidate for it. But you need to show me that you can change your way of eating and you need to show me you can change your lifestyle before I operate. And I was kind of like, well, what is this? I thought I was coming in for the surgery and that was going to be that, you know, I didn't know I was going to have to do all this work. But he ended up saving my life by telling me that. And I went in for my next my next follow up. And I was down like 14, 15 pounds and I I couldn't believe it. And all I did was change my way of eating and I walked. That's it. I wasn't walking Mm -hmm. fast at 300 pounds. I was just walking. Right. And I went in for my next set of tests pre-surgery and I was down like another 15. And by this time I'm down 30, 40 pounds. And I thought to myself, man, maybe I can do this. And I told the doctor, I said, I'm going to respectfully put this on hold because you've given me the toolkit to succeed. That's right. And uh, one of my best friends, um, she she turned me on to the ketogenic lifestyle and she helped me with my way of eating and she taught me how to track. Um, and, you know, I had the, the support of my family and, you know, my best friend and my parents and people started walking with me and it just kind of snowballed from there.
0: That's awesome. That that support system is so serious. Um, before um, we brought you on today, one of the things that I do in my introduction is talk about. Um, our online accountability group. We do uh, health, a weekly health connection call. For, we're called uh, health connection calls with coach and friends, where we uh, do a Zoom meeting and we talk about intermittent fasting, uh, our weight loss journey, and different things like that. People can ask questions, and um, you know, the accountability group. A person can join our seven-day challenge, and we show them how to eat real food to get the results for free seven days, they'll be added to the accountability group. And if they are interested in getting some further coaching and help in this regard, uh, they can uh, subscribe for only $35 for the month. So, um, you know, I'm real excited to hear your story. And once again, kind of correlated with uh, that that local member I was talking about Lisa Diaz, right. because as she starts seeing what what you talked about, is basically how our program is designed, right? So mm-hmm. you only work, you only work out three days a week. That comes back from my book that I read a long time ago called "Run Less, Run Run uh, Faster," or whatever mm-hmm. it was called, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, they talked about you can overtrain sometimes, so you know, pick three key running days. And so if a person is new and they take the seven day challenge, if they eat the right foods, like I subscribe to them to do, mm-hmm. and they only walk. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen Lucy uh, Ramirez lose uh, 11 pounds in seven seventies.
1: Wow. You, you that's amazing. I mean?
0: Now, when I was with a nutrition company, you, you know, you had to use a disclaimer because you can't, you can't say stuff like that, but this right. is true. This is just by eating real food and you're not even running. You can just walk. Yep. And that, and that's what we try to, to, to help people see that they can get started wherever they are. If, if, if uh, Laura's story right now has taught you anything. You know, she's 39 going on 40. She's not, and she feels, she feels like, you know, she's in her twenties. We got the grandmother, Lisa Diaz, 52 years old. She took this up when she was 51. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, and, you know, Lisa doesn't have a problem me sharing this, but she 300 pounds when she, when she started. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, so now she dropped 40 pounds in just in like four or five months, you see what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. If you would have, if you would have told me in April of 2018, at 307 pounds, if you would have told me I would be banging out 10 miles a day and be down to a size two, I would have laughed in your face. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I would have laughed in your face. And if you would have told me that I could do it naturally with eating normal foods, I would have laughed even harder. So I absolutely support what you're saying. And I'm a, uh, I'm a hundred percent believer in it. And I'm also, you know, I believe to each his own, you know, do what works for you. But in my opinion, there's nothing easier than eating real foods and moving. Right. That's I mean, that's what it boils down to for me.
0: When did the book come into play?
1: The book came into play about three months into my journey. Okay. And the book came into play when the book came into play. I had just joined a gym. Mm -hmm. Um, A girlfriend from work had invited me to her gym. And I was always too self-conscious to go to the gym. Okay. And I didn't want to be the fat girl that everybody stared at and made fun of. And I finally just had to get over that one day. My girlfriend said, you know, who cares about that? Don't worry. You're in here to better yourself, you know? Right. And then I discovered um, David Goggins and the book. And it he has um, a way of speaking to people. And it might not be for everybody. It's a pretty hard way of talking to yourself. Um, but I started my accountability mirror. And I started my goal setting and I started writing stuff down. And that's when I, yeah, you got to write it down. I have on my podium at work, in my classroom, I have sticky notes and I have um, things printed out all over the place of what I call my hashtag. You know, no excuses, discomfort zone, you know, do something uncomfortable. So I can constantly see that to always remind myself of that. And I laugh because my journey started in April And in October, I started running and I use that term very, very loosely. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. run a 10th of a mile, almost die and then walk.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: You know, and then I started, you know, those intervals as I got a little bit better and as I got my stamina up. And it's funny because about three or four months ago, I have a girlfriend who's like an ultra runner, you know, long distance runner. Mm -hmm. And I would always post on my Facebook, I went for a jog today or I jogged three miles. And she said, stop saying you jog. She said, you're a runner
0: let's go every
1: day let's she go. said she yeah she said you're a runner quit selling yourself short you run it right. doesn't matter if you're running a 12 minute mile or a seven minute mile you're a runner uh, and my, my
0: my girl chris my girl chris she's like uh you know our, our number one supporter in our area she posted a very beautiful quote one time it doesn't matter if you ran a 12 minute mile or a six minute mile you still only ran a mile you're <laughs> it, right it It went something to that effect. You still covered the same distance, right? Yes.
1: And I tell people all the time, like when I run after work, I'm fortunate enough to have some beautiful trails right on the campus of of where I work. And so I run three or four days after work as well on the trails. And sometimes I'll run across people and, you know, just in my life and they'll say, you know, I'm slow or I can't run with you because I'm too slow. I said, it doesn't matter. You're lapping everybody on the couch. Right. You're lapping everybody on the couch. If you're walking, skipping, running, it doesn't matter. You're moving.
0: One one thing that I appreciate about running more so than like a, uh, and, and again, you know, to each his own, right? If you love Zumba, right. if you love, if you love uh, beach body workouts at home, I encourage mm-hmm. it. My wife uses those all the time. But what I like about running is that you pick a Pick a date on the calendar and you sign up for that event. And now with COVID-19 and everything, a lot of our events are virtual, but have fun with the virtual races. I hosted one, um, Laura, I hosted one on September 5th. I came first place male and I know my time isn't worthy of a first place male, but just like what you just said, all the other guys stayed home. They didn't, they didn't sign up for it. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. (laughs) so we're going to actually do another one. Uh, tell all your friends, by the way, uh, our, our 5K event helps support disabled children in our area play baseball. And uh, on November 21st, we're going to – it's called the Run to the Best You Virtual Beginners 5K. And uh, anyone that didn't sign up to that September 5th, beginners can have a chance to go run and uh, post their results. And I actually do like a Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. and um give away i do some giveaways and stuff like that and a portion of the proceeds will help that uh, foundation out that we help out so absolutely
1: cool? i will i will definitely join and i can even spread the word to my to my you know children at school and you know That's try awesome. to get them in on the health and wellness and it goes towards a good cause so i mean you I, can't I, beat that
0: absolutely listen you've been um you've been on this journey right and i don't want to gloss over something i i have a mm-hmm. i have a a special set of questions that you may not um, that I know that you're looking forward to answering. I just didn't add them into the list of questions. So okay. before I do, I don't want to gloss over this. Did you say you were down to size two? What I size were, What size were you at 307?
1: 22 24.
0: Oh my gosh. Guys, do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that right now? Do y'all hear that? I, I, listen, guys, if you haven't been taking notes, now's the time that you need to get your pen and pad out. And you need to start taking those. Did you notice that Laura talked about having to write things down, having having notes on hand at work about being uncomfortable? You know what people do at work when they have a little bit of downtime? They go to the comfort zone. You know what the comfort zone is? Facebook, Instagram, those type of things. And just kill time. You know what I'm saying? But like feel this passion that I'm talking about right now. you got to do things uncomfortable. And so Mm -hmm. use your downtime to do something like creative, like write Mm -hmm. this stuff down. But let me transition to this along the way you may have had setbacks. And this is the point that this is a, Mm -hmm. this is the part of the podcast in which you said that I love to, at some point, time permitting, talk about things that no one tells you about weight loss. Mm -hmm. Whether you said hair loss, fingernail loss, skin issues, uh, losing friends. That's huge. Jealousy. What what did you mean? Why did you want to talk about this? What what setbacks (laughs) have you experienced? There's a story there.
1: There is a major story there, and it's still one that I struggle with to this day. Um, And I'm still working to get through a lot of these issues to me, you know, These are the things that need to be talked about because when I started my journey, nobody told me about these things. So when I encountered them, I didn't know how to get past them. I didn't know, was I the only one struggling with this? Why don't people talk about this? Um, I'll start with the one thing that I struggled with the most physically as a woman is I lost a lot of my hair, a lot of my hair. I ended up, my hair thinned twice during my journey. And that is very common with rapid weight loss, And the first time I lost my hair was about four or five months into my journey. And I didn't lose it all completely, but it thinned greatly. And after a few months of collagen and special shampoos and some vitamins, it started coming back a little bit. But I had a huge hair loss back in December where I had to cut like 12 inches off my hair. My hair used to be really long. I had to cut it into a really short bob because it was, (laughs) I mean, it was to the point where I was looking to go get you know, a wig or something because you could see my scalp and it would just come out in clumps in the shower. And I started thinking to myself, man, is this worth it? (laughs) Like, you know, as a woman, a lot of times our hair is a security blanket for us. It's part of what makes us feminine. You know, at least for me, it was, you know, haven't had long hair my whole life. And, I'm still struggling with that. Uh, after you maintain for so long and your body gets things back in balance, it will come back. I'm happy to report that I have about two inches of new growth coming in um, all over my scalp. So my hair is starting to fill in really nicely. My nails are finally coming back. My nails were coming off, becoming so brittle. And so they were just coming off. And, and I was like, what is happening You know, to my body? And the doctors assured me this is normal. This is normal. It'll, you know, when your body realizes what is going on, it'll fix itself. It'll heal itself. And it has started healing itself, you know, Um, which I'm super thankful for because in the long run, I can deal with a year of thinning hair and hair loss, you know, I can't deal with a heart attack. You know right right but I want people there, to there's, know there's
0: no coming back from that. You no, know? no, no, we can no we back. can
1: throw on a baseball hat and get a cute haircut and we can get through this, ladies. You know, that's it's not the end all be all. But for me at the time, it was a major cause for a lot of depression, you know. Right. Um and then uh of course uh, when you lose hundred and sixty plus pounds you're going to have skin. You're going, not- it, it doesn't matter. You're going to have skin, no matter how much you lift, no matter how toned you are, you're going to have skin. Um, and I thought to myself, well, goodness, I did all of this work to still be unhappy with myself, you know, and that's still something that I work through. I, I feel very blessed and very fortunate that on June 25th, I was able to undergo surgery for skin removal. Okay. Um, I had a major eight hour surgery. I had six pounds of stomach skin removed, um, and I had a pound of skin from each breast removed because uh, you don 't just lose skin you know in one area, you lose it all right. over. you know right. so uh, is that a necessity for some people? No, but for me it was it was about quality of life so i I went ahead and I took that plunge and I did it and you know you talk about setbacks well healing from an eight hour surgery and a thousand stitches you know. I'm cut from the middle of my high knee on both sides, all the way around my hips, across my pelvis. Uh, my internal muscles were sewn up. Both of my breasts were reconstructed. So this was a major setback, and I you put my finger quotes around that um, mm-hmm. because I couldn't exercise for weeks. I remember every visit I went to the doctor, I kept begging, "When can I run? When can I run? When can I run?" And he's like, Laura, you just had to make, you can't run. (laughs) right? But for me, you know, you had mentioned that we all get different things out of our running. And, you know, you only have to, if you train right, you don't have to run every day. But, and I agree with that. But for me to keep my mental health in check, Mm -hmm. I have to run. I have to run, even if it's not running for training to keep my mind right. I have got to run. It's the only thing that does it for me anymore. Well,
0: can I I tell you this? I got I got so many members that uh, Katie stands out to me when I when I ask, we get in a circle at the end and we talk about our takeaways and, Mm -hmm. you know, why do you do this? And uh, Katie always says it's my medicine right mm-hmm. right that's that's what it sounds like yes. and and even though even though mm-hmm. i say the three key running days um one of my mentors he doesn't really believe in doing streaks um but mm-hmm. i have a streak going on right now and i'm proud to say i'm on day 312 Woo! Of, but i call it i say like it, i don't belong i belong to a group that's called uh, the streakers running club or something like that mm-hmm. but I, i'm not real active in that um, because they wouldn't, they might not consider me a, a streaker. Um, I say walk or run a mile a day. That's my mm-hmm. goal is to walk or run a mile a day. So I have my key running days, And in between like this morning, I only walked a mile today because I right. ran hard yesterday.
1: Right. Um,
0: and again, I'm, I'm positioning myself to really help beginners and, and, and people mm-hmm. that need the help and encouragement. And, they don't need to be running every single day, you know what I'm saying. Right. If I can show them, if I can show them that you can walk and get these uh, benefits as well, I, I want to. Absolutely. We're getting ready to get uh, a little pushed on time, so I want you to touch on losing friends. What mm-hmm. what, what 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 goes on? What goes on mm-hmm. in a person that is trying to lose weight and their friend? And I, you know, that, not saying that this happened to you, but it, it may have. Uh, the mm-hmm. friend feels like. You're you because you're not eating what we used to eat and you're choosing a salad today and I'm still going to get my cheeseburger and buffalo wings and a beer. And you're looking at me, judging me because I'm eating a cheeseburger. Right. It's, they they kind of feel like how come you, they take it so personal that you're not eating the same way anymore. Talk to us and, about that.
1: You know, that's definitely something that that I do deal with a lot or face a lot. And it's really funny because when I'm out with sometimes friends or family or whatnot, and it's like, they're like, well, you don't why, why do you have to eat that grilled chicken or that salad? And I try to explain to them and people, a lot of folks don't believe me. I'm like, I like this. Right. My body craves it. I love it. I'm not depriving myself. I'm to a point now where my body needs this for fuel and I want it and I love it, you know? Um, and that's been one of the hardest things. And I certainly don't pass judgment on anybody else, you know, and it, it's funny because I've had, Multiple people in my life, whether they be very close to me or just acquaintances or even family members say, you know, well, I feel like you're getting unhealthy. You're getting too involved in this. And I say funny because when I was drinking and when I was eating Wendy's every night and I was 300 pounds and couldn't walk from my car to my office, nobody said anything to me about being unhealthy. Right. Right. But now that I want to put in, you know, six, 10 miles a day and I want to lift and I want to feed my body with the natural fuel that it craves. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm having some judgment passed on me. And I know with a lot of people, it comes from a good place, you know, like, so I try to take it with a grain of salt. But it's been it's been difficult. And a lot of times people don't understand why you're going to pass up on the dinner out or the drinks out because hey I got to get up in the morning and train I want to get up in the morning and run you know I know that if I have those drinks or I have that garbage food my body's going to feel it the next day yeah Um, and so I think it's just hard for folks who don't have that mindset yet a lot of times to understand and also you know I, I think you can empathize although you can't put yourself in my shoes, but I think you can info, um, empathize with the fact that I was the fat girl. I was the fat, funny girl for 38 years. Well, I'm not that girl anymore, you know, right. and I'm the same Laura, but I've changed a bit. And I think people were used to me being that fat, funny girl. And that was my role in relationships, no matter who it was with. And that's, that's not my role anymore. You know,
0: um, nice. I don't
1: have to mask myself and my personality and my body with just humor anymore, I'm making fun of myself, you know yeah. um it's funny how when you get your priorities in line, sometimes people that you thought were really close to you you realize maybe they weren't you know things just change a little bit
0: yeah, I um, mean you you're starting to love yourself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean and 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 make yourself a priority, so you know, I like to use the analogy uh you know women put themselves on the back burner. And I say women a lot of times because, you know, a lot of our clients are women and they're mothers and they're either taking care of an older parent and they're taking care of their kid. And then in one of my friends, uh, you know, Lisa Diaz, now she has a grandchild. So she and and they all live together. And so uh, I'm glad people like yourself and Lisa Diaz has has decided to take that pot off the bag burner, put it on the front, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Make, make sure that it has the good ingredients right up front. Listen, yes. we, we, uh, we appreciate your story so much. And right at this time, we're going to actually, uh, let's give our listeners some practical things that they can take away. We, um, I don't want our uh, session to get cut off. And I think, I think okay. at 50, 59 minutes, we might get cut off. And right now, okay. we're, about, we're about 45 minutes. So okay. this, is what, this is what I want to do. As a busy teacher, what at the moment are your healthy habits? Like what it take, take me? What is what is your day look like? What is your exercise routine? How are you getting three to 10 miles in and still working and everything like that? So for our okay. listeners, kind of kind of take us through your day.
1: Um, well, number one, I go to bed early. I go to bed. Usually I'm in bed, eight thirty, nine o'clock every night. Um, I'm up at 3 a.m., 3.15 a.m. I hit the gym at 4 a.m. Um, I work out from 4.10, 4.15 to 5.45 a.m. And that's normally an hour of cardio of some sort and then lifting. Um, I come home, I shower, I pack my lunch, I go to work. Um, after work, three to four days a week, I'll hit the trails and run. I'll do stadiums. Today I ran four miles after work and went and did some stadiums at our football field. Um, You know, once a week, I meal prep. Usually I meal prep on Sundays. I'm a very simple eater. That's my best advice is don't think you have to make some fancy recipes, some fancy. No, eat simple and keep it easy for you. Like I'll meal prep two pounds of ground turkey, some chicken. I'll make some homemade guacamole. I'll cut up all my vegetables for salads. You know, I'll do all of that in advance so that I don't have the temptation to stop at Wendy's or Mickey D's or wherever. Um, so I know that when I come home, I have something to eat. I bring my lunch to work every day. I have a refrigerator in my office so I can keep those healthy snacks, uh, that sugar-free yogurt, those cucumber slices, that avocado, whatever it is, I keep it. I keep like 10 packs of tuna fish in my office at all times, my, my, student, my students make fun of me. They, they ask me, they say, Miss Antonelli, is that all you eat is tuna and avocado? Um, <laughs> But I like it. And I can then...
0: see. I can see someone <laughs> riding in the car with you now, yeah. and I'm like, I'm hungry. And You whip out a, a, a pack of tuna from under the Here seat. Here you go. Here you
1: go. Exactly. <laughs> hey, exactly. Hey,
0: do do, do you have? Because you mentioned Wendy's a couple of times. Do, do I love you,
1: Wendy's.
0: Do you happen to uh, still go get something from time no. to time? No, yeah.
1: I don't. I, I I absolutely support people's belief in cheat meals and cheat days, and I, like I, I'm a proponent of do what works for you. But I had a mentor. Uh, who lives in Ohio. um, And she told me when I first started this journey, she said, my best piece of advice I can give you is don't cheat because you're like me and cheating is a slippery slope. So for me, not for everybody else, but for me in 16 and a half months, I've never so much as had a cheap bite because I know my personality. It's addictive. Yeah. Yeah. And if I take one bite, it's going to be a meal. It's going to be three meals. It's going to be a day. It's going to be a week. And one day I hope I can get there. Yeah. But I'm not there yet.
0: There's been times when I would go back because I kind of restrict myself from time to time. And then I will allow myself some food freedom. But then, like you said, because I follow, you know, a book that talked about food freedom and knowing what food groups work for your body and what doesn't. And then when you realize what what sugar does to your body or grains do and you know that you just don't do well on them. So maybe you choose to eat that once a month or or on a special occasion. But I found just like you're talking about, once you start the food freedom, some people can't because it's like Mm -hmm. a, it's like a drug. It's like, you know, either you're going to quit drinking and quit, quit drugs or, or, Mm -hmm. or you, you can't dabble with it or else you'll go back to there. There's been times when I was like, man, I got a taste for a McDonald's burger and I go to McDonald's and it didn't hit the spot. And then I go across the street to get Wendy's just because mm-hmm. it didn't satisfy the taste buds. And you, you know, you know where that goes. You know where that's going. You ain't, you ain't running good when you got that stuff in your system. You know what I
1: mean? That's right.
0: You now I'm just keeping it real. I'm I'm not saying that I'm perfect, but those are the things that yep. can happen. Those are the things that I go through. I'm like, yep. man, I, I want a, a Wawa hoagie. Which one do I want? <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Well, let me, let me ask you this. Um, do you practice intermittent fasting? Our our show used to be called the running intermittent fasting and weight loss podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I changed it to the name of our, our group. So uh, I still love talking Mm -hmm. about intermittent fasting. Just real brief. uh, Do you practice Mm -hmm. uh, intermittent fasting? And if so, what does that look like?
1: Oh, I definitely practice intermittent fasting. I discovered it about, I'd I'd say about four months into my journey. uh, My girlfriend uh, who helped me start told me about intermittent fasting and At first, it was kind of difficult for me. Um, And now I intermittent fast seven days a week, every day, half for about a year. There's a couple days here and there when I've had a breakfast, you know, broke my fast early. Um, But I notice huge benefits, uh, increased energy you know, is, is one of the the biggest uh, yeah. benefits that I've felt from intermittent fasting. And the reason I started intermittent fasting was when I hit a plateau, I needed to do something to get over that plateau and kickstart me again, you know? And, um, that's when I started intermittent fasting. And then I just realized how good I felt being sugar-free, grain-free combined with intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people told me you can't do the kind of cardio that you do while you're intermittent fasting. And I look no. at them and say, well, it's been 12 months, and I'm going harder than you. So, yes, Wrong. I can. yeah. You know? So, so, I'm a huge proponent.
0: And so, what's your what's your hours? Like, uh, do you do 16-8, 18-6? Like, what, what do you look at?
1: Typically, 16-8. But if I can go longer, I will. 18-6 or a 24. But on a standard day, 16-8, 18-6.
0: And what's your favorite 16-8 window? You know, like, what eight-hour window oh. do you try to eat in? Based on... I ch- Based on you, you waking up at three and going right. to the gym. And so when do you open your fast?
1: Well, my lunch break is around 12, 15 or 12, 30 at work. So go. that's when I, that's when I open it. Nice. And I try not to eat past eight o'clock at night. Cause I go to bed early. So I try mm. to cut that off sooner, but I'm still human. I may yeah. have my almonds as a snack before bed or, you know, my sugar-free ice cream or, you know, something before bed. But typically my window starts at my lunch hour.
0: We already talked about uh, this, the diet that you that you have been following, but uh, so you you're on a keto, ketogenic lifestyle, pretty strict. I
1: am very strict, and, mm-hmm. and most of the time, most of the time, clean. I try to stay pretty clean.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and so you know, one thing with intermittent fasting too is that just you know, one of the benefits of intermittent fasting is that you can actually put yourself in ketosis through intermittent fasting based on how yes. long you uh decide to fast for then when you break your fast because some people will like push intermittent fasting as a way to hey you can have whatever you want go ahead eat that Wendy's you you intermittent fast for 20 hours a day no if you want to get to the best version (laughs) of yourself you know choose something like you know uh the keto uh paleo uh Mm -hmm. you know something that is giving you real food sources to break your fast with and now you now you're going to you are really, you know, torch that fat away. Great job by you.
1: Oh, I got you back. Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, How do you feel since adopting this new lifestyle?
1: Amazing in one word.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely Amazing. Uh, Mentally
1: and physically
0: joint pain gone. I bet all the inflammation is down completely gone. Uh, yes, I
1: have no, I was, I was 85% surface area covered with psoriasis. I have zero now and I have zero joint pain and I have not had one colitis flare up in a, over a year.
0: Now, now listen to this guys. Listen to this because we glossed over it twice. I want her to say this real slow. How much have you lost since starting your journey?
1: Hundred and sixty-two pounds.
0: hundred and sixty-two pounds. Walked out of the office from the doctor. He, he was supposed to go back and get the little snip, snip, suck, suck. I mean, the, the <laughs> new, the new mechanic. The mechanic was gonna go in her system and reroute things, but you decided not to. Yes. And she lost one hundred and sixty pounds. One hundred and sixty-two pounds through through sheer determination, focus. Uh, stepping outside her comfort zone, running, Mm -hmm. eating real foods, that comfort zone uh, facing opposition from jealousy or or friends that, you know, asking questions. That's that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. She was willing to she was willing to throw herself into that fire to get to where she is having to people say, Oh, you know, I think you're getting too skinny. You know, mm-hmm. you may not have said that. You may not have said that, but that's what, that's what people, that's what people said.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
0: like, you know, from time to time when I used to look at the BMI chart and, you know, I would hear people say, Oh, that BMI chart, that's for somebody else. Like I'm big bone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> and so
1: I used you, to make you, that excuse too.
0: You'll look too skinny if you were this or that, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, you know, at, at, at some point, it's just a matter of how do I feel? You know what I mean? I know what it feels like if I can't tie my construction boots up because my stomach is in the way or whatever like that. So if I feel like I need to drop more, I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to make sure that uh, I'm the best that I can be for myself and my family. Um, With that being said, what has you excited today? Any special goals that you're working on at the moment?
1: Uh, My 2021 goal, I have two of them. One is to be able to do an an unassisted pull-up. And my second one is to run an official half marathon. Um, I have run three treadmill half marathons and one trail half marathon last weekend, but haven't done an an official one in a race. So that is, those are my 2021 goals.
0: That is awesome. And um, why don't you tell everybody, Cause we, we had a nice conversation real quick. Mm -hmm. You want to write a book?
1: I do. Why? I do. I want people to know the good truths, the ugly truths. I want them to know everything about this journey, mentally, physically, what you go through with body dysmorphia, when you lose this much weight, uh, what you go through mentally with anxiety. The transformation your body's going to go through, good, bad, and ugly. I want to talk about the nitty gritty that everybody wants to gloss over, as you say. Yeah. It's so important to know that the things you're going through are normal and you're not alone. People only see the 307-pound woman and then this you know, 140-pound woman. They don't see what happened in between. And that's so th- what people need to know.
0: I tell you what, I will definitely buy that book. I am rooting for you. Listen, guys, uh, Laura is down 162 pounds and, a, and has some excitement going into 2021 as she wants to run her official uh, half marathon race and do some assisted, unassisted pull-ups. We thank you so much for being on the show. And before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow?
1: Start. No excuses. Start. Keep it simple and move. Just move a little bit. Move more tomorrow than you move today.
0: And that's it. Be uncomfortable, right? Be warm. Be, and get, get,
1: into, get, do something that sucks. Do something that <laughs> sucks and get out of your own comfort zone. If it doesn't feel good, then it's probably good for you.
0: well once again we thank you so much and as we uh we thank all our listeners please share this uh this podcast on your uh favorite social media feed if you listen to our podcast on um apple podcast please rate and leave a review again don't forget to share these these uh blogs and things like that because uh when so angelina hawk finished our eight-week transformation program And it was because she read the Carl Tate story that he's a person that I saw on Facebook. I messaged him, and he lost 100 pounds in a year just by running and watching what he ate. And if one of her friends didn't share that post, we wouldn't have had that connection with Angelina. So please share it. If you guys are interested in joining our virtual 5K on November 21st, make sure you uh, head to our website. I'll leave links in the show notes as well sign up for that. And uh, last but not least, I still have another minute. If you're serious about writing that book, it, um, Laura, if you're serious about writing that book, download the Strides app. They're one of our sponsors and okay. you can actually like set up goals. Strides is a goal tracking app. And so maybe you set, maybe you will start setting up like, um, I want to start writing a chapter you know i want to start Mm -hmm. writing for 30 minutes a day right 30 Mm -hmm. minutes a day i'm a set of reminders app to go off at 7 p.m to and and i maybe you have already wrote for 30 minutes already and when that reminder go off you just check it off that i got that done right Mm -hmm. but maybe you didn't do it yet and at seven o'clock that reminder go off and you're like oh that's right so uh, yeah Mm -hmm. so go to the apple apple uh you know, app store and download the strides app. And you can like really set yourself up nice with any goals that you have in mind. Thank you, Laura, for being on. I really, really enjoyed this episode.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, guys, have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye bye.